Hi everyone, and welcome to Happy Paws, presented by FearFreeHappyHomes.com. Happy Paws is a podcast by pet lovers for pet lovers. We take a scientific and evidence-backed approach to helping you understand your pet on a deeper level. In this episode, Dr. Adam Chrisman, host of DVM360 Live and social media star, joins us to talk about crucial things to keep your pets safe and fear-free during the holidays. So excited to have our good family friend, Dr. Adam Chrisman here today. Uh, Dr. Chrisman, do you mind if I call you Adam? Please call me Adam. I feel like I, I should be called Adam Becker. You know? <laughs> yes, you should. You are definitely a Becker at heart. Like, great sense of humor, so fun. And gosh, yes. I, I have been digging your TikTok videos. You have some great materials out oh. there, like so fun and educational. And I'm definitely into it. Thank you. It's an honor coming from a Becker family. So thank you so much for loving it, really. (laughs) Well, and today we're talking all about getting your pet prepared for the holidays. And I see that you definitely, that's another part of the Becker in you, is you love Christmas. I could see with your... Yes, I love that you were dressed up in in the elf costume and had your Mariah Carey going in the background with the Christmas tree. And yeah, I'm all about it. I love it. Son of a nutcracker. I'm ready for the holidays, you know? <laughs> yes, I love it. So so let, let's go ahead and dig into this. So, you know, holidays, it's all about family, all about fun, that time together. But also, it can be really stressful. It can be a stressful time of year for us when, you know, hustle and bustle, super busy. And also, there are some potential dangers that our dogs and cats can get into. So I'd love to talk with you about ways we can keep our pets safe and help to reduce stress for them this season. Yeah. So let's talk about how we could try to decrease a little bit of that fear, anxiety, and stress in our, in our animals, because I do think that's a big thing. And the the best recommendation I always say is a very simple thing. It's exercise. So if you know, you're going to have some family relatives are going to be over, I would tire them out a little bit, you know, beforehand. Mm. And, you know, if they still are a little bit of rambunctious, then it is for their better safety just to put them somewhere else, whether it be if they're used to being crated or going upstairs, wherever that is, Um, because it does take away a little bit of the stress on you, the pet parent, because I know when I would be hosting and I would have the animals around, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, are they going to be okay? They're not jumping on everybody, the furniture, they're getting into anything. So sometimes it's just better to do that. So that's one way of decreasing some of that. And then the other thing is there's nothing wrong with giving them a little something, something from your veterinarian. Like if they need to take the edge off of them in a safe way so they don't get hurt, because you want them to enjoy their holidays together with you. So, and there's nothing wrong for them to having a little edge off of uh, taking the edge off of them. So I do think those are really great things. And the other thing I always say, I always, always say this too, is because I know my dogs are wonderful. Like it, the barking is they're dachshunds, but they sound like they're like these great Danes. But <laughs> I say to the guests, please say hello to them because that's all they want to do. They want to be part of the interaction and mm-hmm. then they'll leave you alone. That's all it is. But um, I do recommend to the guests is to at least acknowledge that these animals are there because you really are in their home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you recognize that you give them a pet or whatever you're comfortable doing, but at least recognize them so they know that they'll, you know, welcome you into their family because if you don't, they're going to be annoying to be like, hey, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who yes. are you? you know? <laughs> totally jumping up, sniffing, and yeah, being very persistent. So, so right. a, a couple questions I have with that. So say that you are having some guests come over, family or friends, you're having a get together. What would you do to help prepare your pets for that? Or in the moment, like how would you help to kind of keep things calm and keep them safe? Because I know it can be 
very kind of crazy. And that's a lot of times when dogs might escape or maybe there's someone that's, you know, they're in a dress and maybe they don't want the dog jumping up on them. How, how would you work with that? Yeah. And the, the big thing is either keeping them away from, from the guests when they're initially jumping on. But the other thing is to make sure that heaven forbid, they do get out that you Mm -hmm. have some sort of like a microchip on them. That's current and up to date, or even a wearable that has a GPS tracker system to it. I mean, we're, you know, approaching 2023, the technology for this is unbelievable now for dogs and for cats. So if you know that's going on, if you know that they like they're going to be outside playing and the backyard might be open just in case the kids are playing, I would make sure that that wearables on and that microchip is um, current and up to date. So that's that's super important. The other thing is when I have guests that come over and they have their have they love to give us food, of course, you know, food is love. But sometimes you know, they'll automatically assume that they can put this say on the counter or even by the Christmas tree or however you're celebrating. The best thing you can do is to get like a large obnoxious sticky note and put it on there that says not for pet use or consumption. So mm. that way you as the host know, oh, I need to put this away because this is either they made us some cookies with raisins in there or whatever it is uh, or a plant. Just so that way we know to keep that far away so that our animals don't go digging in or jumping on counter surfing or any of those things. I think that's a really good, I, this happened last year with one of my friend's house and I stole that idea from her because I said, what's this huge obnoxious note on the present? And it said <laughs> really big, well, it says not for pets because there was raisins that were in there. Mm. And I was like, that is brilliant because yes. they, they know that raisins can be toxic. So. Oh, so yeah. good. You know, and I think there's that, that common misconception, like people always think, oh, chocolate, chocolate is the main thing. And I know from, yeah. you know, my, my dad, and I'm sure you can talk to this more as well, but you know, Baker's chocolate, dark chocolate, you know, that's something to be concerned about. Uh, and of course, yeah. you know, milk or chocolate in any, any, you know, amount can cause stomach upset, but there are so many other things we don't even think about. And I saw on TikTok, you mentioned things like xylitol. Can you talk about some of those yeah. those hidden hazards that people may not think about that could be in certain food items? Sure. Like think of your your slow cookers, you know, where you have something going on there and it smells so good for like mm-hmm. five to seven hours. But maybe you got some onions going on in there and garlic that's being roasted in there. And those things can cause significant GI and not just like, you know, dietary indiscretion, but toxicities where you would have to call the pet help hotline or, you know, a pet poison control. Mm-hmm. So that way you have an idea what's going on. But so those things can be really, really subtle. And to your point too, the sugar-free gum, just mm-hmm. one piece could really do them in. Or yes. if you're making a whole like charcuterie board and you have uh, certain grapes that are going to be on there with some walnuts and raisins and so forth, like the raisins can really do them in. And so, yeah, it's, it's important to be mindful of the fact that it's one thing to have like, the um the food or vegetable that can be toxic there but when you mix it in it's also just as as toxic and can Mm. cause serious uh, gi upset dr renee schmidt a good friend of ours in this space she's a boarded veterinary and toxicologist and we talk a lot about these things and she says this is really the season when they see a large uptake of animals because baker's chocolate you know dogs exhibit different um signs whether it be um, milk chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate, um, and the baker's chocolate, they have different types of neuroscience that can be associated with that. And then of course, just from the other things that they're making in the holidays with different types of like oatmeal raisin cookies, for instance. Mm-hmm. So you got to be really mindful of those things. Can you talk a little bit about like macadamia nuts? Cause I know that that sometimes is a holiday treat and people may not be aware of how that might actually affect a dog if they get into it. Yeah. You know, First of all, 
right, let's talk about first. I always thought macadamia nuts were like similar to macaroons. They're kind of not, right? I mean, am I wrong? Or might do I, 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 I was confused for a while too. I have to admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with macadamia nuts, yeah, they can actually have paralysis associated with these things. Can you imagine having the holidays and all of a sudden you have no idea what's going on? And this happened to actually one of my associates when she was trying just trying to get a history. I'm like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden this dog had some paralysis. You know, think it was botulism or whatnot, but it turned out to be macadamia nuts. So certainly wow. check with your veterinarian about those things. And what about coffee? That was something I learned later on that could be a hazard as well as alcohol. Can you talk about that a little bit? And, and maybe while we're yeah. while we're on that subject, maybe talking a little bit about marijuana as well, because, you know, I'm in Washington state and a lot of places it's very legal and kind of right there right. for the pet to get into. Yeah, so absolutely. So coffee can cause significant tachycardia or a, a very elevated heart rate and also arrhythmias associated with it too. So that can cause some really upset things with the heart. So that's, it's a, it's a significant issue depending on how much they get into. Um, and so the other one is, um, we talked about what was marijuana. Yes. Mar so yeah. Oh, and alcohol. So while alcohol mm -hmm. can cross the blood brain barrier very quickly, so that can cause some serious neurologic issues, seizures, and serious liver damage as well. Um, oh my gosh, I could tell you horror stories with that, that has happened. Um, and then also with marijuana. So remember, when we give this, I, I just gave this lecture last week, we were talking about the difference between human versus, you know, animal CBD, not to get into the weeds of it. See what I did there? See what <laughs> I, I like did. it. <laughs> right? But the THC, the tetrahydrocannabinol, uh, probably said that wrong, tetrahydrocannabinol, um, that's the one that can be, if it's more than 0.3%, which is what marijuana has, it can mm -hmm. be very significant and cause significant depression, you know, where you, they can have low heart rates. They would actually need to be hospitalized for fluid therapy and monitor because of their heart rates and um, wow. CNS or neurologic depression. So we've got to make sure that they don't get into your stash or whatever that might be for marijuana. Yeah. Because you cannot give that to your, you know, your animal. Like that's where you have, you know, full spectrum or isolates of, of CBD for, for pets. So I just had a friend today ask me about oil diffusers. And I know we may have, you know, something like a pine oh. scent or other things maybe for helping keep us calm. Like how could that potentially affect pets and what do we need to watch out well, for? I know. And I, I'm such a big fan of like all these great smells out there. And we are, especially during the holidays. Well, potpourri is one that you got to certainly avoid because that can mm. cause some serious GI issues and toxicities. But I think it's like not as common as it used to be. But the oil diffusers. So if you tend to think of, you know, the, the dog scent is 30 times stronger than that of humans. Cats is up there as well. And so it can cause like significant um I've seen some cats, actually, now that I realize that last year, I said a cat that had significant water eyes, almost looked like herpes virus. But mm -hmm. she's like, I said, tell me about her environment. She's like, oh, I have these beautiful oil diffusers that are around. I'm like, that's it, because mm -hmm. that's probably what's causing like these weepy eyes. And once she removed all that from the house, the cat was perfectly back to normal again. And then another thing about the diffusers is it just kind of use common sense. Cats like to flick. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. they might flick the bottle of the oil diffuser, get into it. It goes on their paws. They're licking it. And mm -hmm. that can cause some toxicities associated as well. And you can even dilute it down a little bit. If it's pretty potent to us, it's probably more potent to our fur babies out there. So maybe adding a little bit of water to that can be a good thing. And just keeping it out of arm's reach or a swat away. 
So let's go back into the idea of the holiday feast. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, New yes. Year's, like there can be a lot out. And one thing that I've seen far too often is someone sharing something like a bone from the, the turkey or the ham. Like why mm -hmm. should that be something uh, someone should be cautious about, about or avoid altogether? You know, this is what makes veterinarians want to clench their pearls. Like if you're in veterinary <laughs> medicine and right, I'm sure you agree with dad, you yes. know, growing up with dad around, it's like you see these things happening while you're trying to enjoy your meal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think of Christmas vacation at the dinner table scene when the Rottweiler is like. Uh -huh. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And yep. so, yeah, you really, so the number one thing, the number one thing, everyone is pancreatitis for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing's worse than spending the weekend or whatever in the ER with your dog and your time is being consumed because of it, spending a lot of money. So, you know, even just a couple of things, I know, you know, some dogs will say, oh, they got a garbage gut. They can eat anything. Well, don't mm -hmm. risk it. Don't risk it. You don't want them to get obstructed. That's number one. And number two is and they get into something like ham or high things that are high in fat and mm -hmm. um, and the gravy can really throw their pancreas into this horrible spiral. And it's hard to actually sometimes rebound from that it can actually put them prone to things like diabetes down the road as well. So, um, you know, the big thing, I had one of my friends, so she, we're I'm all around, you know, pet animals and animal lovers and stuff. So she has uh, a collar that she puts around the holidays, holidays is like, no matter what my eyes say, do not feed me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's because perfect. they give you that look like they they're in a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Yes. And then, you know, you're like, oh my God, I just give them just a little bit, just a little bit. But then you have all these people around the house like this adds up to that. And then all of a sudden they're on the floor the next day vomiting or mm -hmm. diarrheas with the blowouts. So, you know, yeah, just keep it simple. And I always say, because everyone's like, you know, food is love. Just play with them. Get on the floor. Have some fun with them. You know, uh, that's always a great thing. And maybe give them a list. I also have a client that actually does a, a Christmas list of acceptable toys that she can get. You can give her dogs. She said that you know she doesn't want anybody getting her food as much as they appreciate it. But she knows that she has a dog with inflammatory bowel disease. Mm -hmm. It's going to go down a horrible road. So here are some toys that my dog won't destroy. And if you're interested in bringing something down over, here you go. And I think that's, oh, that's a really perfect. good idea too. I really like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. when it comes to Christmas decorations, I remember this uh, working with a couple of pointers and the one was like the older one was just like, I mean, the, the portrait of like the most well-behaved dog ever. However, you know, every dog can get into shenanigans and sure enough, when the dog was left alone with, uh, it was this little holiday decoration that the, the school um, child had made in school. And it was a, a push pin marshmallow, like snowman or Santa. Oh. And so it had all these like push pins, putting the, the uh, marshmallows together. And long story short, dog ended up eating the whole thing because, of course, marshmallows. And it was a horrible, horrible um, extraction later. Dog almost died. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Holiday oh. ruined for the whole family. So they, oh. after that, were just, you know, evangelistic about like, you know, keeping anything potentially edible or that your dog can choke on like completely away from them. Like what, what things should people be aware of that could be a hazard to their dog or cat? You know, I will say this, you bring up a great point um, that have you, have you heard of Gorilla Glue? But um, I didn't know this, but to the listeners, they probably know this, but um, I, I, if an animal gets into Gorilla Glue, 
Do you know what happens, by the way? No, I, have no I, I haven't heard this, so okay. I'm, this is new to Listen me. Listen to this, everyone. So I had a Labrador Retriever that ate just a little bit, but he came in. It was a boy, and the technician's like, Dr. Christman, this dog looks pregnant. I'm not not lying. And I look, I'm like, oh, Kelly Clarkson. This dog is like <laughs> so distended. So that's what it does. This dog oh. ate a little bit, but it blows up in their <gasps> stomach. No way. It's like bre bread dough almost, right? Exactly right. And then he also ate nails along the way because it was an art project for woodshop class because oh, that looks like amazing and delicious because why not? Because I'm a Labrador. So, but he, I had to take up a surgery, but I remember six hours peeling back all this glue off of his Whoa. stomach lining to get him, you know, get all that out. He's, he's currently doing fine. He's doing great. But, um, so Gorilla Glue always comes top of mind when I think of like these arts and crafts projects that we're doing for the holidays. So, you know, that's always a, a big thing. And then I guess like with the decoration, so anything linear, so the string, the tinsels, mm -hmm. cats love to get into those. So avoid, literally just don't even, if you're a cat parent, don't even consider it. Just don't even, don't even think about adding it to cart. <laughs> yes, yes, just avoid. <laughs> right. Just avoid. As much as it might be pretty, it's even prettier for the cats to play with the tinsel and so forth. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, don't even think about it. So, yeah, I, I think I those are like the big things. I know that that's something my mom does, like with her cat Tally, loves, 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 loves the bows and especially like, um, you know, with the nice ribbon. And so we used to always get these beautifully decorated presents that had this like ribbon that she'd made curly. But now she oh. is like, yep, nope, can't do that. Can, can you speak to that? Yeah, because so think about that's a really great call out. Thank you. Is the ribbon because I never I, I, I always have a story. I remember all these things, but <laughs> I did, so a cat did consume a ribbon on Christmas morning. And um, yeah, so again, because that's linear, they love it. They think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, I would I would not do it at all costs. In fact, funny story, too, is um, my sister in law at the time that had a cat, she had she her present request is just give me empty boxes. So I would wrap up a, a blank box because those of you may not know this, cats love boxes. And so yes. her cat really, really loved it. So her cat learned, I like take the paper off and it's like, oh my God, this box <laughs> is the best present ever. I love that. And, yeah. And then we put in like aluminum foil balls in there too, because cats like to like play a lot. Yes. So, Bat it around. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those are just simple things that you could do because, yeah, you just have to change your mindset of like the ribbons and the string. Think about if that's staying by the tree. Um, you can always protect that, of course, if you're going to put something around the tree because cats will do get either onto those presents and then climb the tree. I've done, um, you know, those little, um, the, the rear, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, air fresheners that you can hang from your mirror in the car. Mm -hmm. They have lemon scented ones. They're super cheap, like 99 cents. If you hang those on your tree, cats are less likely to climb it. Did you know that because of the lemon scent? I, I had, I, that's a, that's an interesting idea. I had never thought of that because I, I had talked before about how sometimes cats don't like the smell of citrus. So sometimes you can use yeah. citrus around certain areas, but yeah, I never thought about that. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, because it kind of looks like an ornament. So it doesn't look as like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm so bougie. I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lemon and pine. Yeah, the lemon, uh, the lemon ornament, you know? Yeah, it smells <laughs> like Christmas. So, yeah. So the cats usually, when they go near it, they're like, ah, you know? So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So any other tips for our listeners on how to have a happier holiday season, less stressful, safer for them and for their pets? Yes, I, I really can't stress this to you enough is that less is more, my friends. 
You know, I know that um, people's intentions are so good. They want to get your fur babies all these different treats and goodies and grandma, grandpa comes over. They love to spoil them rotten. We get it, you know, but we don't want them to get chunky. Of course, a lot of us are very mindful of what we feed them because of just what we talked about offsets their stomach. So put a list together, please. I really think it's great. Almost as if it's a registry for gifts mm-hmm. for your dogs or your cats, because people really do your relatives and your friends want to get you something for them because they should be celebrating the holidays with you, of course, through your family, but you want to do it in a nice, safe, enjoyable moment. So that's my first request. And my last one is to be present and enjoy them because mm-hmm. life is too sh- uh, short and um, you want to be with them. And when I say be with them, get on the floor, be silly, be goofy with them, enjoy the holidays, take lots of pictures because, you know, who knows what tomorrow brings, but you want to be present and enjoy the holidays with them together. And um, just they just want to be part of the family. And I think a holiday is such a good time when you think of like sharing memories and that warmth and that love. And they want that equally in return for those holiday seasons. Oh, really well said. Thank you so much, Adam. I'd love to have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much. Wait, I got to give a special shout out to a special someone. Yes. Marty Becker, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we all we all love you. I know I can speak for him that we just love you. And you are so oh, special to you. us, to our whole family. So, oh, yeah. Love you all so much. Thank you so much for having me on. And happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for joining us for Happy Paws. We hope you continue tuning in every two weeks as we explore more about your pets. Make sure to catch our next episode with Arden Moore. We're honing in on pet first aid, why it's important, what you need to do in an emergency situation, and how to learn more to keep your pet safe from harm. Make sure you subscribe to avoid missing out on any upcoming Happy Paws episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you took a minute and left us a review. For more content like this and much more, visit us at fearfreehappyhomes.com. Our music is by 310. That's the number 3, the word 1, and the word O. Follow them on Instagram at 310official and listen to them on Spotify or wherever else you find your music.